If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, Murder and Reconciliation, referenced in Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 to 26, Luke 12, verse 57 to 59. The theme is walking in love towards others will keep us out of big trouble. The context, Jesus builds, extends, and expands upon the law of Moses for the new covenant. Matthew 5, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin. But anyone who says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversaries, who are taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. Old Covenant versus New Covenant Differences God holds us accountable to the measure of understanding and grace we have received to obey it. Note, under the Old Covenant, they were not born again and did not have the Holy Spirit living within them. Romans chapter 5 verse 6 through 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Philippians 3 verse 1 through 11, Hebrews 2 verse 1 through 4, chapter 9 verse 14, and chapter 10 verse 29. In Luke 12:48, Jesus said, 
From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. That is why under the old covenant, the command was to love your neighbor as yourself. What if you did not love yourself that much? Natural human love is selfish at best and can turn to hatred in a moment of time when it does not get its way. Under the new covenant, Jesus took the command to the next level. In John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35, we are to love one another just as Jesus loves us by laying down our lives for each other. John chapter 15 verse 12 through 15, 1 John chapter 2 verse 6, and chapter 3 verse 16. Since there is much more grace given to us through the new covenant, particularly the new birth and the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, God naturally expects more from us. Romans 5 verse 5, 2 Corinthians 5 17, James 3 verse 1, and chapter 4 verse 6. 1 Peter 1 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. The law under the old covenant could not change the sinful heart of a person. Romans chapter 3 verse 9 through 20. It was primarily concerned with the outward actions of a person's behavior. Old Testament saints would love and worship God in their own strength, which is limited. Deuteronomy 6 5, 2 Samuel 6 verse 14. So an individual could harbor bitterness and malice, but as long as they don't act it out against a person, they have not broken the law, such as it is with our current judicial system. In our free democracies, we don't condemn people for what they think, at least not yet, or even for much of what they say, but by their actions. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now again, that's talking about the Old Testament unregenerate unborn again spirit back then and today for those who have not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now the new covenant holds God's people accountable not only for the outward actions as judged by the law like murder and adultery in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 through 11, but also for our internal thoughts and motives. Luke 12 verse 2 through 3, Romans chapter 2 verse 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 through 5, Hebrews 12:15, James 4 verse 3, Ezekiel 36:26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now that's talking about the new birth. Since the new birth changes us from the inside out, God expects more from us now. Ezekiel 11 verse 19 to 20, John 3 verse 3 through 8, Romans 2 verse 29, 2 Corinthians 5 17, Galatians 6 15, Titus 3 verse 5. Now we have been given grace to worship God in spirit and truth. John chapter 4 verse 23 to 24. Through the redemptive work of Jesus and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we worship God. Romans chapter 8 verse 5 through 17, chapter 12 verse 1 through 2, Galatians 5 13 to 26, Philippians 3 verse 3. Murder. The first murder ever recorded in the Bible 
was between Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 16. The Lord said in verse 10, Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Did you know that blood has a voice? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. Murder is shedding innocent blood. Manslaughter is killing someone accidentally. Cities of refuge in the Old Testament for accidental deaths were set up in Exodus 21, verse 12 through 14, Numbers 35, verse 9 through 28. Life is sacred to God. Shedding blood with malice and intent is murder according to the Bible, in the womb and outside. Abortion is the shedding of innocent blood on purpose. Genesis chapter 9, verse 4 through 6. But you must not eat meat that has its lifeblood still in it. And for your lifeblood I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal, and from each man too. I will demand an accounting for the life of his fellow man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. The difference between the children of God and the children of the devil is their spiritual natures. According to John chapter 8, verse 42 to 47, Romans 5, 5, Galatians 5, verse 20, Titus chapter 3, verse 3, 1 John chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, and chapter 3, verse 10 through 13. According to the Bible, hating people is the same as committing murder in the heart. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in them. Unrighteous Anger James chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For a person's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. The sinful nature of fallen mankind and Christians with a sinful nature still in their body lends itself towards perverting legitimate anger into unrighteous anger for cruel and selfish reasons. Not all anger is bad or sinful. Even God displays righteous indignation and wrath. Psalm 7 verse 11, Hebrews 1 verse 9, chapter 10 verse 31. This produces a holy fear, reverence, and respect for God, according to 2 Corinthians 7 1, Colossians 3 22, Hebrews 12 verse 28. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Psalms 97 verse 10, Proverbs 8 13, Amos 5 verse 15, Romans 12 verse 9. We should be angry towards sin and judge ourselves. 1 Corinthians 11 31, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 8. Through 12. Concerning anger in Matthew 5.22, in the New King James Version, it states, Is angry with his brother without a cause. If our anger is to be validated, there must be a biblical cause for it. Notice what the Amplified Version says, But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or sister, or harbors malice, enmity of the heart against him. Righteous anger is always brief and is followed up by mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Psalms 57 verse 10, 103 verse 7 through 18, 108 verse 4, 117 verse 2, Isaiah 54 8, 
Lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 25. Since God's mercies are new every morning, how can we harbor anger against others for days, months, and years? Long, protracted seasons of anger is unhealthy and sinful. The Bible is clear. Our anger should not last overnight, be unjust, or an expression of contempt. Psalms 30 verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Psalms 4.4 4. In your anger do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Ephesians 4.26 on the Amplified When angry, do not sin. Do not ever let your wrath, your exasperation, your fury or indignation last until the sun goes down. Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. The words of our mouth contain the power of life and death, according to Proverbs 18.21. They can heal and build, or they can pierce like a sword and destroy. Proverbs 12 verse 18, chapter 15 verse 4, 16 verse 24, 26 verse 18 to 19, and James 3.2. We will be judged by the words of our mouth, according to Matthew 12 verse 36 to 17, Luke 19.22. Ephesians 4.29 through chapter 5 verse 4. Jesus showed how his fulfillment of the law went far deeper than mere outward conformity. He condemns the use of the word rakah, which is in Aramaic a word meaning empty-headed. The modern application is don't show contempt for people and call them stupid. The Sanhedrin Jesus referred to at the time was a Jewish tribunal instituted about 200 years before Christ's birth. It was composed of 72 judges, chief priests, elders, and scribes, with the high priest as the head. Before the Roman occupation, they had the power of life and death. In Matthew 26, verse 57-66, John 18, verse 32, the term, you fool, Jesus referred to was an expression of the highest guilt, defamation of character. According to Deuteronomy 22 verse 21, Joshua 7 verse 15, Psalms 14 verse 1. A serious offense since Jesus escalates it to hell. Reconciliation. Do it immediately. Matthew chapter 5 verse 23. Jesus said, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar First go and be reconciled to your brother and sister, then come and offer your gift. Notice the sense of urgency and priority Jesus places on being reconciled with others, even over offering God's sacrifices, as if God needed anything. Acts 17 verse 25. Now remember Jesus, when he talks about offering sacrifices, he's talking about the Old Testament sacrificial system, because at that time Jesus was still operating under the Old Covenant. The same truth is applied before taking communion, recognizing other believers according to 1 Corinthians 11 verse 27. God is not impressed with the formalism of ritualistic worship while treating others poorly. 1 Samuel 15:22, Matthew 25:40, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 17 to 34. So walking in love towards others and sanctification is the greatest form of sacrifice. Matthew 9:13, 12 verse 7, 18 verse 33, chapter 23 verse 23 to 24, 
Romans 12 verse 1 through 2. Sacrifices and offerings were a means to an end. Love is the ultimate gift. Hebrews 10 verse 8, 13 verse 16. Jesus taught that having the right heart is a priority over the outward act or observance. So our religious service may be good, becomes nullified when we're not walking in love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The Bible teaches making things right with others, making restitution, and confessing our sin to one another is of first importance, according to James chapter 5 verse 16. Matthew 18 verse 15. Jesus said, If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault, just between the two of you. If he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. With reconciliation, there is also a side to it that addresses church discipline. Acts chapter 5 verse 1 through 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 Timothy 1 verse 20, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 11 to 15. Now we have an obligation, expectation, and a command to love one another according to John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35, Romans chapter 12 verse 18, chapter 13 verse 8 through 10, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 through 3, Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 through 5. 2 John verse 5. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. The last few verses in our text of Matthew chapter 5 verse 25 to 26 speak of a legal matter concerning a debt and going to court. Financial debt is used in the Bible as a metaphor illustrating the sin of debt. Matthew chapter 18 verse 23 to 35. Legal matters according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 through 11 directs us to settle legal matters amongst ourselves instead of before unbelievers. Reconciliation and forgiveness go hand in hand and is essential to prayer. According to Mark chapter 11 verse 25, 1 Peter 3 verse 7, when we fail to repent and hold on to grudges, bitterness, and unforgiveness, we'll be judged and turned over to Satan who has a legal claim because of our disobedience. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10 through 11, Matthew 18 verse 34, Jesus said, in anger his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life Study Series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. 
I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.